Welcome to Double Booked, your place for library news, book recommendations, and reading matter, hosted by Wilmington Memorial Librarian Charlotte Wood and Aaron Driscoll. We are broadcasting from the WCTV Community Television Studios in Wilmington, Massachusetts, and we want to thank the studios for allowing us to use their facility and equipment. Today's episode, which is number three, our third podcast, is titled Snowbound in honor of the upcoming winter season and all the white stuff it brings. Some folks don't mind getting out in the cold, as you will see from our book recommendations, but if you are not one of them, then what better time is there to snuggle up with a warm blanket and a good read than when the snow flies? Right, Erin? Right. How do you feel about the winter, Charlotte? Well, you know, I grew up in California, so but I've lived in the cold climates about 30 years, and I was, I was born in Michigan, even though I was only there as a child. So I'm used to it, and I have to say that I don't mind winter, like most people, up until about the end of January. And then I start looking for a little warmer <laughs> weather, February, March, April, sometimes May. It kind of <laughs> depends. But, uh, you know, I do like the seasons. Yeah. You know, I do like the seasons. Yeah, I love it. I grew up in New Hampshire, and my first job at, like, 16, 17 was as a ski instructor. Uh, big skiing family. So love the snow. Uh, hate the it getting dark so early. <laughs> hate yes. any uh, cold rain that comes with the season. Don't love to shovel, but I think it's a fair compromise for snow and winter sports. Uh. You know, it's interesting how winter can vary. Uh, we lived in Colorado for a year uh, right near Aspen, and that's where my kids learned to ski. We lived down the mountain, and they had very good rates for families in the area. That's why they learned to ski there. Otherwise, <laughs> they would not have learned to ski there. But, you know, in Aspen, it can the sun can shine, and you would feel like you'd want to walk around in a t-shirt and yet it, the snow's there it's, it's absolutely lots of sunshine and beautiful yeah. but some other places it is the winter it does tend to be a little more gloomy a little gloomy yeah. yes <laughs> um yeah so we have all different takes on kind of the idea of snowbound books uh this episode the first book i'm going to talk about um is a murder mystery there are Plenty of murder mysteries uh, set in the snow. <laughs> um, this one is a type I particularly love, a closed circle mystery, where there's just like, you know, a small group of suspects that could be guilty. Um, so it's Lucy Foley's The Hunting Party. Uh, it's set in an exclusive hunting lodge uh, turned resorts in the wilds of Scotland. Uh, a group of old college friends uh, now in their 30s, have rented out this lodge for their annual New Year's Eve party. Uh, however, of course, they're harboring a lot of secrets mm. and resentments. So not everyone makes it to the new year. <laughs> uh, and there's, of course, also a big snowstorm on the way. So uh, the snowbound crew is like likely trapped with the killer. <laughs> um, many of our listeners are probably familiar with Lucy Foley's second book, uh, her best-selling book, The Guest List. Uh, have you read The Guest List, Charlotte? No, I haven't, but I've heard of it. But yeah. no, no, I haven't read it. It's. <laughs> I'm here to tell you that they are <laughs> very similar in structure. Lucy <laughs> Foley has um, figured out a mechanic for a murder mystery that she, she enjoys. So <laughs> um, they're both sort of, you know, uh, The Guest List is um, set in like a little island off of Ireland for like a destination wedding so both her books kind of feature uh you know privileged Londoners heading to 
kind of a lavish event in the remote somewhere. Uh, there's usually a weather right, that, <laughs> incident. That, that cuts them off from the rest of it. That cuts them off. <laughs> <laughs> um, and in both of them, the point of view rotates uh, between a handful of guests and employees at the location. Um, and you don't know who the killer is, of course, but you also don't know who's been killed ah. until quite late in the novel. Hmm. So that's interesting. That's kind of a fun fun twist on it. It's um, almost like if you like the game of Clue, right? Yes, yeah. yeah. Kind of slowly narrowing mm -hmm. down who, who could it be. Uh, these are not warm, fuzzy characters. <laughs> um, many of them are sort of awful, but like awful in like sort of a deliciously like fun way. <laughs> um, so if you need to like your protagonist, these might not be the books for you. Uh, but it is a very fun take on sort of a snowbound mystery um i listened to the audiobook which i think really added to my enjoyment because each character gets their own voice actor um which really helped me sort out who was who and i also just love listening to a british accent or like a scottish burr so that's a big plus <laughs> well you know i've been listening to the or watching the great british baking show and i have oh, to yes. agree that those accents are yes <laughs> they do add listen to them all day <laughs> um so is the hunting party going to blow your mind with the reveal of the mystery probably not but it is a very fun ride so if you're looking for just a fun kind of snowbound closed circle mystery it's it's a good listen or read <laughs> um What's your first recommendation well, for Well, you know, I, I think I'm going to be uh, tagged here as the, the throwback librarian because <laughs> I, I have a book recommendation that was published in 1938. Uh, it's uh, titled Alone, and it's by Richard Bird. I read this actually a number of years ago. I think my husband recommended it, and he had found it on some kind of a list. But it's a memoir by Admiral Richard E. Bird, who spent six months in 1934 alone at the North Pole uh, for the purposes of gathering weather data, which doesn't sound like a lot, but the conditions, of course, were very harsh and unrelenting. And remember, again, this was 1934. There was no polar tech or whatever the kind of the gear is that they use today. He was, uh, Richard Bird was already famous at this point due to his flights over the North Pole that occurred in 1926. He was already a celebrity, but uh, early on in this 1934 undertaking, uh, things went terribly wrong. Uh, he had a, a shelter in a small shack, but the shack had faulty ventilation. Uh, it was also, of course, wintertime. It was perpetually dark, extremely cold, uh, 60 below to 24 below. And he began suffering symptoms um, of mental and physical illness that he deduced late were coming from carbon monoxide poisoning from that faulty ventilation. Mm. So it was a real struggle to stay alive. Uh, you know, he needed the heat, but the heat was also a source of, of poison. Danger. So, and you have to remember, 90 years ago, the North Pole was a frontier and virtually unexplored. Uh, I haven't seen the movie The Martian, but I've heard mm -hmm. a little bit about it, and then I kind of I've looked it up. It's with you know Matt Damon. Yes, yes. But it was about an astronaut that was left on Mars who had to survive by his wits. He was alone, and it sort of uh, kind of made a connection. Uh, for me to this book alone. So, but it, uh, again, it's a book of nonfiction and one that's still uh, very much worth reading today. Yes, yeah, that transitions nicely into my second recommendation is also takes place in the Arctic Circle, but it's um, a fictionalized account. It's called The Memoirs of Stockholm Sven uh, by Nathaniel Ian Miller. 
it's brand new. I think it just came out. Uh, we're recording this in November, so <laughs> it just came out. Um, and it there is a historical note in the back of the book which explains that there was a real uh, Stockholm Sven that was referred to in some of the like real historical accounts from the Arctic Circle, but practically nothing is known about this guy other than his name so the book is completely fictionalized um it's about uh sven ormson is the main character he grows up as the title would suggest in uh stockholm sweden sweden at the turn of the 20th century um and he's like a total misanthrope he just he's very restless he really chafes against kind of like social conventions um he has no use for like sort of the uh drinking and patriotism and like camaraderie of like his fellow countrymen um he hates working like he works a string of factory jobs and he just he hates the drudgery of that um but what he does love is books especially books um about arctic exploration that are that are coming out um and so he kind of sets out to live a solitary life in Spitsbergen which is uh this like teeny little uh archipelago in the arctic circle and um but he really is seldom alone um like you said the arctic circle this time is sort of a frontier um so he meets all sorts of misfits and outcasts <laughs> <laughs> um, of various sorts um, it's also very interesting because sort of in the background, um, you know, war and revolution are kind of raging in Europe at this time. I think he, World War One has started when he um, first ventures out there. So many of the people he meets are also sort of fleeing or uh, escaping mm -hmm. something. Um, it's maybe sounds, <laughs> uh, I don't know, tedious or like boring to read like long accounts of people in like alone in wild places but there's a lot of humor in the writing um grim things do happen of course but uh it's overall just a really like funny charming kind of uh there's a real humanity and dignity to mm. the characters in the book and i i just really enjoyed it uh, again i listened to the audiobook um the narrator's excellent um it's it was a really fun, fun read. Um, and just a really touching read, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like one I'd like to put on my list. Yeah. Um, what, do, what do you have next well, for a show? Well, it's a, actually a, a, a little bit of local history. Uh, we had uh, uh, in, um, hosted this author in January of, of this past year. Or uh, actually this year, it was January of 2021. Um, virtually, uh, it, and the book is called *The Last Traverse* by Ty Gagney, and Ty Gagney was was our guest at the library. Um, but he has written a book uh, that tells the true story of two hikers who went out into the White Mountains of New Hampshire uh, to hike the Franconia Ridge on a February morning in 2008, uh, with devastating consequences. Uh, two days after they started out, one was dead and the other was barely alive. Uh, due to um, a severe winter storm. I'm not giving away anything because this is told right up front. And the, um, uh, the author lays out the sequence of events leading up to the disastrous results and the ensuing rescue. So that's really what the book is about, like how, how did this happen? 
So anyone, I think, who hikes in the White Mountains would find the book interesting and informative. But even if you're not a hiker, the events and the lessons of safety will resonate. Uh, it seems to me that every year I read accounts of people being rescued in the White Mountains for one reason or another. Mm -hmm. But often because it's people who come unprepared and they underestimate the mountains and especially the weather. Uh, the weather at the top can be radically different than at the bottom. There are microclimates. Um, things happen very quickly. They catch people off guard. And I think it's human nature, and you, we see this play out again and again, of humans just not using the best, not wanting to turn around, thinking that it will pass, or being an optimist. I don't know what it is, but really sort of disregarding the warning signs. And instead of being erring on the side of caution, they sometimes err on the other side, and then they, they suffer the consequences. But uh, you can find an interview with the author, Ty Gagne. Uh, he did one with the New Hampshire Public Radio. You can find it online. You can also find a video recording of him uh, being interviewed by Gibson Books that I, I Googled. That's also online. We recorded his talk as well, but we, uh, he, he asked us to take it down after a month, which we did. But anyway, again, I think if you're interested in um, the White Mountains, uh, hiking, just an account of you know, what, what can happen to folks you know, and how it happens so that you can sort of be in better informed yourself, I think you would find this book um, a value. Yes. So, yeah. Sounds like an interesting So again, read. it's yeah, The Last Traverse is what it's called. Cool. Uh, the last book I'm going to recommend is a bit of a different take <laughs> on uh, Snowbound in Winter. It's called uh, Wintering, The Power of Rest and Retreat in Difficult Times. Uh, it, the author, Catherine May, uh, she talks about winter not just as a season, but also as sort of an emotional state, um, which I think a lot of us can relate to. Uh, she defines it as a season in the cold. Uh, it is a fallow period in life when you're cut off from the world, uh, feeling rejected, sidelined, or blocked from progress, or cast into the role of the outsider. Um, and, you know, she describes a lot of life events that can bring that feeling on, um, whether it's, you know, something like a perceived failure, or sickness, or um, the death of a loved one. But it can also be, you know, traditionally positive things that can make you feel that way like the birth of a child or, or moving to a new place you can kind of have that disconnected mm -hmm. feeling um so she has a very interesting take on it she explains you know she developed strategies for what she calls wintering uh from her childhood uh the author Catherine may is autistic um but like many autistic girls she was undiagnosed in childhood so you know, always kind of felt sidelined, um, like an outsider, um, really kind of building to like a deeper depression as a teenager. So she encourages people to like talk more about those periods in life, uh, share strategies you've learned along the way. Um, but it's not, <laughs> I'm making the book sound much more glum than it is. <laughs> um, it's beautifully written. Um, and she also you know, takes time to explore the ways kind of other cultures and religions deal with winter, uh, both the season and the uh, emotional state. Um, like she looks to Scandinavian traditions of, oh, this word I always mispronounce. Uh, I always want to say heeg, but I think it's like hoog. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, H-Y-G-G-E. <laughs> um, I think it's dumped a lot of people. Yes, I think so. <laughs> and um she also looks to like celebrations of the winter solstice, uh, 
She tries out all sorts of things like ice swimming, which I don't think I would be brave oh, enough to try. That's uh, become hugely popular. Yes. Yeah. Uh, she tries out soaking in natural hot springs, which I'd be much more game to try. <laughs> um, and she also kind of looks to nature and how other creatures deal with winter. Um, like a bear hibernating. Yes, yeah. <laughs> um, so the book was written actually right before the pandemic. I think it was released right in 2020, but I think it's sort of taken on a new relevance now that I'm sure we've all felt sort of isolated and out of sync at times over the past two years. So the book is Wintering um, by Catherine May. You know, it's interesting. Uh, with your After your review, I, I, I'm going to put on my list that's something I'd like to read. I, I can relate to a lot of things that she has said. I moved a lot as a child, moved a lot in my married life. I've always kind of felt like the outsider looking in. Um, and so it's, it's interesting to see what she has to say about yes, it. Yes, yes. She talks mm -hmm. about it, you know, I, I'm always sometimes a little skeptical of like sort of self-help books that are too cheerleading or, or like overly I'm, positive. I'm with you. Yep, I'm with you. <laughs> um, so she kind of talks about, you know, she says happiness is like the greatest skill we can learn, but we also kind of have to learn to deal with sadness. Right, and we have to cope. Yes. Yeah. How do you cope? What are the coping skills? Yeah. Yeah, it's, that's, it sounds um, really wonderful. So yeah, it's a wonderful book. Yeah. Um, I know uh, we have a couple of <laughs> um, Library of Things items yes, that yes. I would also recommend um, if you are, if the winter is getting you down, <laughs> yep. um, and the, especially those oof, early, early sunsets. Uh, <laughs> We have a couple happy lights that you can test out at the library. Have you ever used a happy light, Charlie? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I probably I probably should. Yeah. But no, I haven't tried one. But yeah, yeah, it's definitely a good, um, I recommend it, especially because it's a good try before you buy. I tried it. Wasn't for me, but I've heard from other patrons that have tried it and loved it and, you know, have gone on to get a happy light of their, their own, so... Give those a try. Um, we also have, if you are curious about the sort of winter goings on in your own backyard, um, we have a trail camera that you can borrow and set up and catch those images of those creatures that are leaving yeah. footprints in your backyard. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, we have puzzles, games, if you're just looking for something to do. Yeah. You know, so, you know, if you buy a puzzle, it's kind of your oh we're having the uh, oh the puzzle, puzzle palooza yeah that's and if you have any puzzles well of course it's by the time you get this it's <laughs> probably not uh, listen to this it's probably not uh, that but we do have puzzle exchanges at the library from time to time but yes. anyway you can borrow puzzles and you don't have anything to exchange um, we have that and also if you're just looking for some camaraderie we do have book groups uh, crafting groups needleworking groups at the library so you know please check out our website and Maybe there's something there for you where you'd like to connect. Yes, but yes, uh, definitely a good place to find community in these dark winter right, months. Right, right, yeah, come to the library. Yeah, so hopefully uh, your winter is off to a good start. Yes. Thank yeah. you for listening to yes, us. Yes, <laughs> and thank you, yes, thank you very much. Thank you very much for listening to Double Booked with Charlotte and Aaron. We look forward to our next episode, and we hope uh, you enjoyed this one. Thank you.